Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. I still believe that success is genderless. You know, even if you're a man or a woman, it's still success and greed and excellence is uh, genderless. But being a woman, we're trained to be multitaskers. And we're mm-hmm. also, I think, no, that's also one of the things that I observed since last year. Ang women ay uh, risk takers talaga, I think, by nature. Siguro we've got that confidence because we, we can, you know, plunge into things right away. And we're also, you know, more detailed in terms of operations. Oversee a lot of things going on. Parang makinang sabay-sabay umaandar. Hello, good evening, and welcome back to the RJ Ladesma podcast. It's a lovely Tuesday evening with some light showers uh, in the sky right now. I hope that you're all safe at, at home. And again, uh, given we again, I would like to point out the increased vigilance that we all have to make during this time uh, that COVID cases are increasing. I pray that you all are safe and free from harm. And again, to all of you, please practice proper safety protocols, especially during this time as we celebrate one year after the initial lockdown here in Metro Manila. So I'm praying for all of you and for all of your families. Again, thank you so much for joining me on the RJ Ledesma podcast. This podcast was actually born out of this pandemic. Now, in this podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs and learn more about how they think about business, what are their success secrets, and how they've innovated their businesses during this pandemic. But more importantly, what opportunities do they see emerging in this period of the new normal or what some are even calling the next normal? Now, is there a business personality out there or an entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? I would love to have them here on the show. Please let me know. Drop me a message. At the same time, we'd like to let you know that we are also live on Kumu, CBRC TV and Global Pinas TV. And again, thank you so much to all of the listeners of the RJ Ledespa podcast. I'm very honored to share with all of you that I was voted top male host for the RJ Ledespa podcast at the IBH Media Asia Pod Awards 2020. This is Asia's premier 100% listener chosen Pod Awards, celebrating the most beloved shows here in Asia. And all the winners here were selected 100% by those who are voting. So again, to all of you who voted for me, maraming salamat. Please keep on listening. I hope that you are learning a lot on the podcast about entrepreneurship, about innovation, and about business, and that you are also able to apply it in your own businesses that you are about to start, that you are already running, or that you are trying to grow. Now tonight, just like any other episode here on the podcast, I am very excited for my next guest, I've known her for many, many years. She's a good friend and a fellow mentor uh, from Go Negosho. And I am inspired by her example as to how she grew her company from the Philippines to the rest of the world. 
My next guest is Cheryl Ramos Quintana. She's the founding president and CEO of Orispa Spa Solutions. You might have seen her products in the mall pre-pandemic. Up to now, it's still in the mall, no? Um, but her products, Orispa, they're the number one maker of a 100% natural rice brand-based wellness and beauty products here in the Philippines. It was also recognized as the most promising franchise in the Philippines in 2015. More than that, it was also named as an outstanding Filipino franchise and best in corporate social responsibility program. Orispa is also an ASEAN business awardee for healthcare. Now, Cheryl wears many hats. Among other hats that she wears is that she is currently, wow, the president of the Philippine Franchise Association. And I'm very honored that my own organization, Mercato Central, is also a member of the Philippine Franchise Association. And over here in the PFA, she also holds the position of the director for micro, small, and medium enterprises and homegrown franchises, meaning she looks back at her roots. She remembers where she came from over there. She's also a well-awarded entrepreneur. She is the first ever Filipina that was awarded as the 32nd Asia-Pacific Women Entrepreneur by the Confederation of the Asia-Pacific Chambers of Commerce and Industry. What a great achievement to celebrate, especially now during International Women's Month. She was also named as one of the most influential Filipinas in the world in 2018 and one of the most inspiring Filipinas in 2016. Very proud to have one of the most inspiring Filipinas here on the RJ Ledesma podcast. Let's learn more about uh, what She has been doing with Orispa, particularly during this crisis, how they've navigated, and also find out more about her own challenges with the company, because I understand that, you know, as her company grew outside of the Philippines, there were some intellectual property or what we call IP rights issues that she had to handle like a true entrepreneur. And with that, please welcome on my show right now, Ms. She Ramos Quintana. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Yes, good evening, RJ. And I'm very excited to see you and join you in your podcast, your award-winning podcast. Uh, <laughs> thank congratulations you, thank you. again. I hope our your viewers are uh, chilling right now, staying home, staying safe, and having their drinks and uh, joining us in the discussion tonight. Yeah, thanks cheers so much. To I'm cheers to that. I'm enjoying my cup of coffee here as well. And thanks so much uh, for Chris to Christina Barreto Cabildo. For joining us, VMAS, more power and God bless uh, for Go Negosyo and Dindin Pascual. Wow, ang ganda! Ako ba or si Michelle? Si Michelle yan, di ba? Siyempre si Michelle yung maganda dito ngayon, di ba? Now, now uh, let's get, let's really get into discussion. Now, uh, mga kaibigan, if you're listening to this show here right now, like I said, no, she wears two hats, di ba? One is as Orispa, as the founder of Orispa, and one is also as the president of the uh, Philippine Franchise Association and PFA. And I'm sure, habang sa panahon ng pandemia, both of them went through very, went through a lot of challenges. But you know, me and Che, we share the same connection of being entrepreneurs. When there are challenges like pandemics, we don't see it as bad or good. We rather see it as opportunities to improve or to pivot our businesses. So Che, let's get into it first. Tell me, but muna una, Mamaya uh, will talk about the story of Orispa. But tell us muna una, how did Orispa get through this crisis? What did you guys have to pivot during this time para mabuhay yung negosyo ninyo? Because it's one year since we've been here. Exactly, almost one year, right? Correct. What have you guys so, been doing? Oh. Yeah, March 16, last year, the, the first day of the lockdown, 
And uh, in fact, we had uh, opened, uh, we're celebrating the anniversary of our store in Bohol because we've opened wow. it last year, March 14. So wow. our team, our senior team is actually on the ground in Bohol training the staff there and helping out our franchisee, which opened in oh, March 15. Wow. So, wow. alam mo yung declaration ni, ni President uh, that night, we had to find tickets for our staff to come back kasi baka ma-lockdown sila doon. That's and right. So, it was, it's really crazy because like everyone, uh, especially with the franchising sector, we're, you know, we're very excited with 2020. So, everyone was expanding on an expansion mode. You too also had so many, you know, new we, we had several. We had several markets we were prepared to open, plus a food hall pa that we were supposed to open as well. Correct. So, yeah, but then, uh, so what we did was actually uh, March 14, the weekend before the first day of lockdown, that was a Tuesday, and oh. the weekend before that, uh, we had to have uh, all the staff reporting at office. We had to review our crisis management plan, which is... Uh, I don't know, a blessing in disguise because we have been uh, seriously, you know, taking a look at it uh, the, the year, you know, 2019. And we're planning oh. for 2020 because we excited everybody. Eh. So we had to have, you know, preparations for packaging, pivoting online. We had all of those things uh, stipulated already. But uh, we had a pause for about two weeks, everybody, you know, working from home. And in fact, it's uh, pa yung work or mas nauna pa ako mag-report with PFA because at PFA, we had a first webinar scheduled yung ikapihan. Just yeah, I remember. I, I remember. I remember that. <laughs> so I think just, just a week after the lockdown because everybody was, you know, caught off guard. And right. uh, you were you were correct with that, uh, you know, wearing two hats. The first thing, of course, that we had to, to do is really... Uh, Ensure also your own business because you'll never be able to confidently and you know have the credibility to leave to lead others if, if you are business, also drowning. That's right. Bak collapse your negotiation. You're managing your Correct. your professional organization. Well, pero nagsara yung negotiation niyo, di ba? Speaking of which, I, I want to find out a bit more. Okay, when that lockdown initially hit, and I'm sure there was this happened to all of us. Shempre, like ako mercado place of mass gathering nagsara kami. Kayo, yeah. franchise mostly sa mall. Siyempre, nagsaray yung mga mall. Um, bring me through that whole process. In, siyempre, kasi bilang entrepreneur, di ba, we have ups and downs and ups and downs. Correct. Tell me about your up and down and up and down until where you got to where you were, uh, where, where you finally found the solution to how to manage or rise pa during this uh, pandemic. It's really crazy because the most basic things are not in place in terms of, you know, there's no transportation, your people have... Your people wanted to report, but there's no mode of uh, commuting. So what mm. we did was to help them out from point A to our office and then back. And then so uh, that's just, I think, uh, two weeks uh, after the lockdown. First things first is that we check all our inventories, especially in the stores, because we don't know until when the malls are going to close. And, and you know, uh, RJ, our headquarters are outside Metro Manila. So everybody, oh. you know, the logistics, uh, the uh, third-party uh, providers for uh, logistics are concentrating on the Metro Manila area. So we had to hire some riders in-house to help us out. Basta kayang abutin ng motor, we deliver. <laughs> so oh. 
And it's also, you know, um, a good thing because uh, we used to have third-party uh, social media strategists helping oh. us out. That That's oh. outsourced. Pero kailangan mong mag-streamline. Mag so everybody was absorbed by our uh, marketing team in-house. So mas naintindihan nila So you outsource mo, in-in-house in, in mo yung taga-outsource mo noon, ginawa mong in-house na lang? Tama ba ako? And or you, no. or natuto na yung in-house nyo? Natuto yung in-house nyo paging... And they learned Correct. all these other skills because you had, they had to. They were forced to. Yes, multitasking talaga, everybody. On the production side, kasi we're not just retail and franchising. Um, my longest running company is the production side, the manufacturing. So Yes, to, pro to, produce, had, the, to, to produce the Orise Pa Beauty products, right? You needed to keep on producing. But I'm sure your supply chain was disrupted during that time. Very much disrupted. Definitely. Definitely. All the suppliers are not able to help us out until, I think, June or July. So there's no Orise Pa products production for the next three months after the first wow. day of lockdown. But the thing is, you remember the they supposed to be Franchise Asia in March. So we're fully stocked. So ang nangyari din, uh, so we had to service our retail customers and our franchisees who are able to also service online their customers. And we actually uh, started Orispa Healthcare, which produces uh, alcohol sanitizers for hospitals and LGUs. So, so yun, yun yung konting pivot ninyo. You had to make your products relevant uh, sa panahon ng pandemia. So you produce these Orispa uh, sanitation products, healthcare products. Correct. Correct. Wow. There's a, that's a separate, ano, that's a separate entity for the manufacturing side. Because we're fully stocked with with the the Orispa branded products. Eh. Uh, because the production also, we we um, assist some salons. There's a B2B uh, business aspect on, on the manufacturing. I see. So, just to, so you had a beat, just to be clear, no? so Orispa, if you look at it, I'm just, I'm just helping other people listening to us right now so they get a good picture. Orispa, is, is that, that's the business of Shea. So the distribution model was either to do uh, company-owned businesses, which opened up as franchises, or they would franchise into the malls and another business model was to do B2B or rather business to business where they would produce products that went straight to people like uh, salons and during the crisis, direct to hospitals. Am I right, Che? Ah, uh, no. The, the, sorry. The, the manufacturing aspect is separate with the retail and oh. franchising. Yeah. So we're, we're the only ones producing it. Uh, okay, I see, another, I see. Another pivot, uh, aside from the franchising that we, you know, we used to do, what, what we know of, there are also a lot of work-from-home resellers. You know, a lot uh, lost jobs, so they, they were asking if they can buy, you know, in bulk and they can resell. So ah. with a company-owned and franchises, they also uh, provided that ano, provided that opportunity to the customers. So parang twinik mo yung business model mo tuloy, kasi sabi mo, since hindi bukas yung mga mall, then let's change our let's change strategy, let's change distribution channel for franchising. Parang ganyan, Correct. Uh, it's also both a pivot or a tweak with the manufacturing because nag-produce nag kami ng ibang... Uh, the good thing also, it's very helpful that the government also released through FDA. They were assisting also a lot of cosmetic manufacturers who wanted to help out in the healthcare ah. products. So we had that pivot in the manufacturing and then we had that tweak also in the retail and franchising aspect. Oh, how nice. The things, the things we do to survive. I know, I know. But like, I remember because, you know, I remember during the height of the crisis when I was interviewing people, see, Olivia Limpiao, diba? From, from the liquor, she had to make, she had to, she had to start making uh, alcohol, just, you know, yes, rubbing alcohol. Yes. And then they, if you go to the, during the height of the pandemic, you go to Mercury Dog, you'll find them 
nakalikor bottle yung mga nakalikor bottle yung mga alcohol products nila because Correct. that was a necessary people to make The Beauty Authority Podcast hosted by Dr. Vicky Bello Hi, this is Dr. Vicky Bello and why do I think I'm a beauty authority? Well, I've been in clinical practice of dermatology and cosmetic surgery for the last 30 years. And so what we're trying to do with this podcast is to combine the scientific knowledge and research that we always do with the practical clinical everyday experience with patients. So I thought this would be a nice unique way to share with you knowledge about skin care and beauty etc. Join me and Katrina Razon, your beauty authorities, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. And Chad, I just want to share with you over here one of the the comments coming from Grace Antipino. I am so grateful and proud that I have been a part of Orispa for almost five years. The company helped us a lot, especially when the pandemic started. We were not neglected. And even when we couldn't work during the pandemic because of the quarantine, the company made sure to support our needs. Well, that, that's yeah. really an indication. I mean, like last week, I had Abanapa. People were just, you know, her her all her team were they, they were just effusive with praise because you could see that may may pagmamalasakit yung uh, new owner for them. And it's so nice to see all these comments coming up oh, here as well. Lisa Tiongson Mapalad, pagkahayer ko po lang sa Orise pa thankful na ako kasi binigyan niya po ako ng chance na maging part nito. Kaya, thank you, Araispa, and thank you, Ma'am Cheryl Quintana. That, this, these are the kind of comments which I love reading uh, over here yeah, on the show. Very heartwarming. Because you know what, Archie? March, no, lockdown, even had two people who gave birth, two staff who gave birth wow. during the first months. And we had to also release their 13th month pay in advance and advance payment. So we had this, you know, all sort out. And then the only person, the first person who reported for office is our finance officer. Who actually, <laughs> because she was also the one, she was the one who were, uh, you know, complying with the, uh, Diba, there were also, you know, uh, assistance being given by Dole. Or oh, that's SSS, right. That's right. I remember. So I remember either, all. either of, of the agencies. So we had so to all, help out. All the documentation to make sure that they would comply to be able to get the money from, I guess, no time DSWD and then from Dole and whoever could give out the, the money. Yes. And also, you know, God is really faithful because also we had been, uh, we, we just got this uh, insular healthcare package first time. Mm. Nung pagkapasok mm. ng January 2020. So, hindi ka masyadong kabado ba? So, during that time. So, yeah. Wow. So, aside from this, I like, I like the pivot that you were talking about. Kasi the first pivot that you made, no, uh, for me was in terms of, and this is a good analysis for people getting into business. The first one that was made was in terms of the, the I guess, in the, from the merchandising, merchandising from the sales, di ba? The second one was, was from the manufacturing as well. As you moved more into the pandemic and we started to adjust, what were the other pivots that you have to make? Did you start, like for some people, did you start producing pandemic-friendly products that address people's concerns during this pandemic? Because, you know, or I suppose a balm, right? So people could not get massaged outside, but some people, they would, they would make, uh, I, I guess, maybe immune-boosting products or, or relaxation products to, to cope with this crisis. What did you guys do naman inside uh, Orispa to sort of help people yeah. get through things, especially from a product standpoint? 
Exactly. Uh, what also helped us a lot was we realigned our messaging because uh, our in-house marketing people were the ones answering. You know, even the marketing uh, head is the one answering on the uh, social media pages. So because wow. <laughs> they're working from home, so they Come have on. more time. Oh, 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 oh even, yeah, exactly. Even, even midnight, they can answer your inquiries. So it's also a very good thing because people who are, you know, staying at home, lockdown, of course, and they had more time, you know, asking all of these questions before buying, we're getting their uh, answers right away. So they really appreciated that. And uh, there's one thing also that were stuck with us uh, during that time, you know, in our minds that we had to be present during the time, the engagement with the customers. Because we were, you know, because we're, we're uh, not operating the stores, our fear is that they will, you know, forget you as a brand. So oh. uh, a lot of people also needs relaxation products. So we had to re realign the messaging that they oh, needed. That's right, exactly. So me messaging, important mo na yung marketing communication, that the messaging was tweaked. And I guess, that's why I think Rice was like, it's not my comfort in, during this time because, of sure, right. so much turmoil. Uh, that's why Melty did good during the crisis because parang, that's my semblance of normalcy. Yeah. So parang yeah. my Rice Pop products is, is my semblance of comfort during this time. Tama ba ako, Che, yung pagkaibindi ko? Exactly, exactly. So the first the first strong of products that went out are the ones who are, you know, pain and stress relievers, relaxation products. Those are already our bestsellers pre-pandemic. Uh -oh. But what we also, you know, surprisingly, a lot of women, because they're the ones buying, you know, for the entire family, they were buying already for uh, body scrubs, you know, hair spa, because they had to, you know, all of all of these uh, women who had to go to the salon, to the spa for relaxation, lost that opportunity, you know, for, for, for that me time. So we had to realign our messaging that we can be part of your relaxation from home. Uh, and, you know, okay. Yeah. Para ho, para home spa. That, that's, that's a, you, we are your home spa alternative, diba? Or you can Correct, be your home spa home with us. Because also, Arise pa naman, even pre-pandemic, was our messaging is that Feel good anywhere, anytime. We can always be your alternative anywhere, anytime. You need us. So it was, you know, swak during the, during the lockdown. And, and I love this one. People are, I mean, you've got so many of your of the people working for you, really commenting on how great it has, it has been to work with you. It's really like a second family. From Rachel Solmerano saying, Orispa didn't leave us alone fighting this pandemic. Thank you so much, Orispa. And to our beautiful CEO, ba? Talagang, ano, gusto kong gusto ko yan, ha? And this one, Dindin Pascual, my second mom, my second family is Orais Pa. Laban! Yeah, that, that's the kind of spirit that I want, I like, that I like seeing um, over here. Now, speaking of what you were doing during this pandemic, uh, Shea, no? I mean, the way that it looks like to me, di ba, when you had to realign distribution channels, ibig sabihin, hindi pwede sa mall, so dumiretso ka sa mga naging reseller mo. How did you pivot also your, your I guess, right now, it, it's a given, no? you had to do some e-commerce channels. How were you able to, to fast track your e-commerce niyo to make sure that uh, since hindi pwede sa mall, pwede na ngayon sa ano, pwede na kayong kumuha sa mga resellers mo or direct from uh, direct from uh, direct from seller from you guys. Correct. The truth of the matter is that because our headquarters are outside Metro Manila nga, even if we have orders from Lazada, Shopee, you know, the big ones, the big platforms, they cannot take our, you know, our stocks from from our headquarters and ship it to the customer. So what we had to do was to also help out our franchisees who can actually 
deliver through motorcycle within their nearby communities. Ah, so, okay. parang parang your present kasi 'di ba we can even only shop within our township or our barangay. So oh, if you're oh, present oh. in that particular area and you can service, so we had our in-house riders during that time and there was also a lot of startups eh, outside Metro Manila. Th that's why you mm. see right now the ones who really, you know, thriving are the ones outside the mega, you know, the metropolitan oh. areas. That, that's right. Oh, but how were you able to do the e-commerce at least? How are they ordering from you? Would they go order directly from FB with IG, Viber? Correct, IG, so, IG and uh, Facebook, of course. So, mano-mano una kasi pagpasok lang sa inquiry sa FB, IG, that's how you were handling it. Did you did you evolve it from there? Like, nag-Shopify ba kayo? What, what did you guys do to start? You know, I mean, I'm sure when the orders were coming in, it was kind of difficult to scale it, eh, di ba? Exactly. The good thing kasi, we're present already with a lot in a lot of platforms, eh, uh, ah, pre-pandemic. Okay. So okay. what we had to do if, you know, for example, these big platforms cannot pick up the orders from the commissary. So we had to actually answer each and every customer that wow. are messaging. Diba? Effort and yana. Effort talaga. 100, 110%. And also... And, and, and the thing is, you not messenger. Oh, actually, hindi ako nakakasagot kasi I'm very busy uh, with PFA. We had so oh, many activities oh. also during that time. Pero, oh. tsaka kasi, if you had to, you know, siguro some, some I can see the chat, pero I cannot really answer kasi you had to to have follow-through eh, with the conversation. Oh. So, oh. Uh, what we had to do, the strategy is that one account officer is in charge of one platform. So, tanya-tanya ah, yun. So, sabay-sabay na sumasagot. And uh, the good thing also, by January, we had new ship, we had new supplies of uh, packaging. Na I don't have a sample here, pero parang we're ready, you know, we're ready for uh, migrating a lot of our operations uh, online. Eh. Not not just company owned, but also uh, franchising. So we had these uh, shipping boxes ready that was available January palang. So pagdating ng orders coming in during the lockdown. After about you know two weeks, ready na kami. Wow, what's different now about Orispa? And I often say, you know, different doesn't mean bad. Different just means that this is the new normal. And what is the face now? And what what has become different about Orispa? And what's actually made it better? Because some people they find that after the whole crisis is done, they learned how to even improve their business. What did you learn yeah. about how your business improved? And, and what is the new space of Arispa? What's the new pivot of Arispa that, that's making it work right now in this new normal? Yes, pivoting talaga is staying to your core. Eh. So actually, our messaging that feel good anywhere, anytime, any of the products from Arispa that you buy can actually deliver that pinky promise was reinforced more. So it's really more of not really changing, but reinforcing uh, what is good inside of of the branding per se. So it also helps a lot for entrepreneurs to really focus on brand building through the years. Because during, right. during that crisis, pala, you can leverage on that because people will actually look for you. Will actually, they are the ones pushing us to have in-house deliveries now right away, even if the third-party logistics are not available. So really brand building is helping a lot for any entrepreneurs for that matter. So right now, 
what we also learned is that we had we gained more confidence because the people also felt that you know family uh, maybe you know a lot of people from from the organization are messaging because that's their way also of you know expressing that they feel so much um, importance during the time that we are having the greatest difficulty probably in the mm. entire 20 years of, of operation and exactly so um, also they felt really even even our people from the you know from the dispatching the ones who are labeling the products felt you know more more vividly you know what what's their importance during that time so um, yeah and also gained confidence now to uh, venture into other other projects other businesses I love that. Let's yeah, talk about yeah. your other products in just a bit long, no? But then this is the thing I want to point out for certain people over here that there's a difference between building your brand and doing marketing. But Chema, so you can explain lang. Can you explain yes. to people what's important? Because people go, I'll, I'll market, market, market my product. But what's more important is that you build your brand and then the Correct. product will eventually market itself. Because I understand that running Mercato, how after you know 10 years of running it, because the, the brand name was strong, we were able to open up outdoor markets during this new normal period. But because it was a strong right. brand, what, what's, what does it mean like for Arise What did you mean when you said parang, brand building is different from marketing? Correct. So we're, we're actually doing also a lot of internal branding. So instead of just focusing on the external, meaning your customers, how your customers perceive you, we also had to do a lot of uh, brand, internal branding, sort of brainwashing, not really, but, you know, your team should really understand who you are. So branding is actually who you are and marketing mm -hmm. is what you do. That's so right. That's it's the expression, right. It's the expression of who you are. Because we are, we all feel good anywhere, anytime. You should be, you know, able to to respond immediately to your customers, and uh, you know, so it's it's really it's clearer now. It's it's a lot clearer to our uh, to our people who actually are the frontliners when it comes to talking to the clients. Wow, Shed, there's so much of your team commenting right now how they're so happy uh, to work with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I could I, I wish I could acknowledge all of them over there, but parami salamat, guys. Keep them coming. Uh, Shen, I can read all of them, and Mommy, I'll, I'll get back to that one. But there's so much more I'd, I'd, I'd like to cover here uh, on, our, on our podcast right now. And the other one is, okay, I, I really went into it when we discussed your hat as, as a Orispa founder. But let's wear the other hat now as, uh, as as president of the PFA. And because as president of the PFA, I mean this this is the bigger challenge. Can you paint me a picture of how did the how did franchises uh, react during this time? Because I mean there's there were I mean in PFA you've got multinational, you've got local, uh, you've got small, yes. you've got you've got small, you've got big, you've got homegrown. What was the initial reaction of the franchise industry? Because I mean. They have to make their own company, own businesses survive, but they also have to make sure that their their franchisees uh, are okay during this time. So, how did they react? What happened? And then, you know, uh, and then what lessons did you learn? Well, first and foremost, I may be the president of PFA, but there's a whole that there's an entire team helping us out mm -hmm. uh, to assist uh, the members, and also it's not just the members that we were assisting when we had the webinars. In fact, we had to educate the public, also help out how to navigate as one. The good thing also is that even at the outset of the pandemic uh, last year everybody was focusing on how we can navigate as one. So those mm -hmm. big big companies, for example, 
who were able to uh, pivot immediately and who were already, you know, standing up the ground, were actually sharing best practices with Fantastic. our uh, with Fantastic. other members. So we just had to provide platforms. So right away, I think uh, just a week after the first day of lockdown, we had already our programs running. And, you know, RJ, last year was uh, heartwarming. I have goosebumps if I, you know, remember each of the activity we were doing. I was actually at the start, you know, asking, oh, Lord, bakit sa term ko, di ba? Pero... Alam ko feeling, oh, Lord, alam ko rin yan. Alam ko rin yan yung feeling natin lahat, di ba? Oh, Lord, kasi ngayon, di ba? Correct. Pero the good thing also is that, you know, you have more confidence now. You also, you also have that, the leadership skills were, you know, all the more clearer, enhanced. And uh, it's just, you have to be firm in decision-making also. And a good good thing also, there are a lot of our founders, mentors on board as well. Our board of trustees, you know, that they, you, there are a lot of them are your friends, RJ, if not all. They're also very active. So, you know, the engagement all throughout the association is on high. Uh, if you ask me about experiences, I think 99% of our members during the first months of uh, lockdown were closed and everybody was bleeding, small or big. But the, the thing here is also uh, on top of it, uh, there are major sectors inside the franchising industry. Mm -hmm. So we had the food sector, which comprises the majority. Then we had coming in next is retail. So you have these big brands, uh, Bench, Pen Shop, you know, part of the mm -hmm. retail. Uh, we are part of the retail also. And of course, the most, you know, problematic, even up to now, really Tourism. having difficulty. The, no, the um, service sector. So a service sector. A lot, the massage, service sector. massage, spa. Massage, salons. But you know what? There are also a lot of best practices in, in different sectors. So for example, uh, you know, even in service, less Reyes, you know. Um, less Reyes haircutters, uh, yes. Oh. Correct. Also had Correct. Magkakasama tayo doon. So we also had these own pivots. There are a lot of big food companies, actually. Uh, what I what I also um, observed during the time is that big ones were very calculated and also very patient with, with the pacing. You know, on the first, on the outset, uh, because okay, they were ready okay. to, or their strategies were actually in place. So a lot of their franchises are also able, because a lot of dine-in are not, of course, available. No, even up uh, to now, uh, only uh, only a fraction is allowed. So they actually have uh, a lot of their uh, products uh, resold by, you know, by uh, their franchisees. So there are a lot of retooling, repurposing, and the good thing also with franchising is that. We had also, you know, a good potential for bouncing back after a, you know, a major crisis such as that. Because if you are present in a particular territory, you know, a particular township, then you can service your customers uh, right away. So, that's right, that's right. Yeah. And also a lot of promotional, you know, packages given by franchisors to the franchise applicants. And there's also a lot of the franchisees, the public actually, uh, franchising has become the preferred option. You know that, RJ? So of course, yeah, because now, best, like from PFA, the data is comes clear from PFA. A, a franchise has a 90% success rate because the trial and error has already been undergone 
by the franchisor before he correct, sells it out to a, before he brings out to a franchisee lahat ng mga yeah. trial and error nagawa na niya di ba at hindi correct. niya bibigay sa inyo may, may operations manual ka na kumpleto ka na when you, when you get this ka Hey there, this is Nikki Torres. Check out Chief Best Friends, a podcast for work besties everywhere. If you've ever wondered whether business and friendship can mix, then this show is for you. This is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia. By the way, I like this comment of Dorothy J. Ann Cords. Sabi amazing discussion. And I really feel the same thing right now as well. Uh, as I talk to uh, She Quintana, who is, of course, uh, the president of the Philippine Franchise Association. At the same time, she's the founder of Orispa. Um, she, if you don't mind, can you just help me out? Coming out, I mean, as we emerge one year later from this one, and we're still, you know, yeah. fixing things up. What were the, I guess, maybe some of the best lessons that you learned from the franchising sector? I mean, but you said, may napulit ka sa industriya ito, may napulit ka sa sector na ito. What did you see was kind of like a practice that, that you could all, you know, that, that that was kind of good to apply and reapply that, that everybody can use in general? You know, a lot of mentors or a lot of people will actually tell you, as an entrepreneur, will tell you to, you know, be safe, you know, wait for the new normal to come back or, you know, the old uh, operation systems, but it's not going to happen. So mm -hmm. what I observe and what I also learned and also from my own experience is that you really have to embrace risk taking. A lot of our uh, friends, you know, entrepreneur friends are also, I can see a lot of them putting their money where their heart is during uh -oh. the time of, you know, at the height of the pandemic. And also, if I may, you know, share to the viewers that you don't have to really go through the same experience as others, but you have, you can learn, you know, vicariously. So you have to be teachable. You have to absorb as quickly as possible. As you, you have can. to be, yes, exactly. As quickly as possible. Correct. Like, correct. Sometimes I notice many people have a lot of baggages about how to do business. Um, correct. Like you said, no, what, what's very key among the entrepreneurs is just to say, yung iba, I, I remember prior to our discussion on the silence, you were saying that some of them, you told me, she parang nagsara ng negosyo, just waiting uh -oh. for the, Situation to die down Come or blow back. over, but yeah. but mm -hmm. what, this is but like we said, that's not that's not the case. This is going to be this is the new this is the new thing, diba? This this is this is what this is what it is, diba? You know, staying afloat, RJ, and uh, being safe all the time is also very tiring. I, I know that's right. <laughs> for me, it's very tiring to wait for something that is very uncertain. So you you really have to put action. And what I also learn and observe a lot is that if you take risk yourself. Anywhere, you know, from business, from art, from culture, you can see people respond if you take risk. You know, they can they can see that oh, lumalaban siya. You know, from your people, from your clients. That's right. That's right. I can see colleagues. that. Oh, and they they support you actually. So yeah, go for risk taking. Not go just for risk taking. Not just for health. Business. Business, uh, not, not health, okay? But ito kay Cholo Kyaunza, I think. So very inspiring discussion. Thanks so much, uh, Cholo, for participating. I'm inspired too, uh, talking to Che, because uh, Cheb, I'm, I'm learning also so much. I mean, we probably went through the same journey during this time, the same roller coaster journey. But, you know, we, we pick up different aspects from the journey uh, as, as we go through this one. Che, what I also want people to know, we, we talked about risk-taking. And I know also that during this time, that you also experienced your own, you know, I often tell people, um, as an entrepreneur, you can't help it, right? I mean, 
you you know if Orispa Orispa is your business, but your real passion is entrepreneurship. I'm sure you also looked at exactly. other business models or other businesses to do. And you you were telling me that you know you 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 took a risk and and, and also did other businesses as well because you know you you do what you have to do. Well, what did you do during this time aside from Orispa? Well, first time also, I've been a franchisor for more than a decade, but it was also my first time to be a franchisee last year. So I'm tiptoeing now on the business, uh, food business. And also we have a new project that's going to be launched. It's actually more of uh, an ideation place, a relaxation place. So yeah, a lot of uh, new projects going on. So, sabi nga eh, ano ba yan? Nag- nahihirapan ka na, naghihirap ka na, pero yung resources mo, you still, you know, uh, flow back. You have to reinvest it. Kasi it's not going to to grow. It's not a plan. That's right. At, 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 yan yung hiling naman, entrepreneur, kami nakasawa ko nga, di ba? I mean, as with the Mercata, we're going, why are you putting up an app now? Why are you putting up a cloud kitchen? It's because this is who we are, di ba? We, we, are, we take our brand essence as people, which is entrepreneur, and we just reapply it uh, for different industries. She, how does it feel not to be a franchisee, not just a franchisor? <laughs> well, it's it's also very uh, how do you call it? humbling, you know, in, in a way, and also very enlightening. Because uh, you know, putting your your money where your heart is. So I've been also uh, an advocate, you know, for people to go into franchising to take a look at the brands where they can, you know, be their own boss, and uh, yeah, pl- plunging in also to that and being a. Uh, teachable with the franchisors. So the entire family is actually embracing that. Yeah, my kids are also on board. <laughs> oh, so what are you learning now as a franchisee? What 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 did you realize now as a franchisee that you did not realize when you were a franchisor? Well, of course, you know, because I'm in the franchising industry for, for many years, I know who are, you know, the winners, diba? Oh. And, you know, they are battle-tested uh, franchisors. Those who actually were able to uh, uh, survive and even thrive, you know, last year, you have to put your money there. Because they were able to, ano eh, they were able to uh, thrive amidst that. So everybody was just on survival mode, but those who are actually also brave, courageous enough to help the economy bounce back faster, so you have to, you know, you have to help them out. I learned as a franchisee that all systems will go if you actually follow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> franchisee kasi eh, di ba? So oh. coming from the standpoint of being a franchisor for so many years, we had to come up with all the brand building. We had to come up with all the operations uh, manual and everything. So we're, we're actually uh, the one uh, helping out, the franchisees. So we're just asking them to please follow the, the procedures, follow the operations. And, you know, uh, as a franchisee now, I, uh, I'm very excited also with this, with this journey. Uh, you, you, but I also like to share is that, you know, I, I, I know your two franchisees of Pure Nectar and of course, Kurimi, our good friends, Alan Escaño for Pure Nectar Correct. and Richie Kuna for, uh, for Kurimi is that, if you look at both of them, and, and for, I'm, I'm talking also to the people listening to us here right now, you kagandaan ito is Pure Nectar. Why, why are they good, especially during these pandemic times, new normal times? Because Pure Nectar is talking about health and immunity. Health. I mean, it, it's Correct. a good product. So it makes sense Correct. relevant for the pandemic. So you can see that she chose very strategically to get them. The second one, Correct. I like Kurimi because this is what I found out also during this entire crisis. There are so many people getting milk tea franchises and they were remaining open. They were essential company because 
parang people would go to milk tea because for them, parang, wow, this is my only parang comfort or normalcy amidst this crisis. Parang, I will take milk tea. Diba? Up yes. to now, I mean, dito, kahit sa bahay namin, yung mga kasambahay, kumukuha ng milk tea, nag-order online because for them, parang, it's comfort. It's comfort. Diba? I'm actually following the trail, you know, of uh, the interest of uh, by smaller kids. Kasi they're the ones actually, you know, the new generation. So they're actually the ones telling telling us to get a milk tea because they're they're also the consumers. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh. Yeah. I should listen, that, that means I should listen to my 12-year-old more often, no? Okay, Correct. she's watching right now also eat. Yes. Kung kina, kung niya, dapat yan yung maging franchise Yes. Oh. Yes, yes. Tama. Oh, Tama kami rin ganun. My my 14 years old and my 11 years year old daughter are the ones actually pushing kung ano yung maganda, ano yung interest mm. nila. So, mm. yeah. That's an insight we can learn pala from our kids a lot more. Okay, good. Correct, I like that. Correct. Now, moving on. Uh, I, I want to move on now to, well, a bit more of your entrepreneurial story be, before we talk about uh, the IP, no? intellectual property. Because Cheryl's got a very interesting story nung sumabak na siya sa international stage. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I want you guys, please stay on to listen to this one because you're going to enjoy this. But more importantly, for those who are listening to me right now, I want to let you know that she was not an entrepreneur at the start. In fact, this is, yeah. business was not her background. She, tell, tell the people what your background was. Well, I'm a sociologist by degree and training. So after graduating from the University of the Philippines, I went to development work. I was assigned in, in Mindanao, actually with the tribal groups in, uh, in Misamis. So a lot of lot of those work. So more on development work. I work with USAID and uh, World Wildlife Fund at a very uh, young age. So by I started entrepreneurship at 26 years old when I became also uh, a mom. You know when I I got uh, when I gave birth to my firstborn. So that's the start also because the good thing also is that at the uh, at the onset it was just you know parang uh, habang pinapalaki ko lang sa. Uh, yun yung, yung, ano ko. So I'm waiting for the right time to leave him with the nanny and then I'll go back to my work, to my uh, career. Pero entrepreneurship pala is a career. Especially for women, for moms, uh, it's a good fit of being a mompreneur because uh, you can do you can manage your time and also bring your kids with you with your activities. So it became my um, lifetime ano na, uh, profession. So Actually, women can uh, can build their corporate uh, ladder, their own uh, career, and uh, go through with that without sacrificing the balance of having time for your family. Yeah, this this is the interesting thing about the chair. Whenever I hear about it, that the motivation for many moms to become entrepreneurs is this turning point when they give birth and then they they want to stay with their kids at the start. I mean. It, it's. I mean, this is not. This is something that's really unique to to female entrepreneurs, diba? Because they go. Many people have become. They they produced products when they were. You know, they just gave birth or the kids are young, Correct. and that became a career for them after, or they made it into an entrepreneurial journey for them. So, this was not something that you expected you, that you would get into. But you got into it by uh, accident. Is that is that right? Or had, you know? yes, I had a difficult pregnancy with Elmo with my firstborn, so I had to stay home. But when you are a woman who can, you who uh, earn your keep and of course you know how to work and uh, you're educated so you also want to see what are the other options I, I've got you know while taking care of him so I went back to my hobbies I actually started all of this or my entrep journey 
in my own kitchen. So I was doing all of these candles. And the, a year after, um, the good thing is that I've been uh, coordinating already with the Department of Trade and Industry on my oh. first year. So 20, 21, 20 years ago, I was already working with, with our local DTI. So we were joining a lot of these trade fairs during the time. And uh, we had to export on our second year of uh, existence. So, but you know, um, having, uh, having it run professionally came to me probably about four years after I started it. No, parang I already uh, had that acceptance that I, I will not be able to go back pala to, to WWF or to USAID or to development work because uh, I have to, I know, I have to embrace that this is my, my option. So it's a good thing also because uh, there are a lot of people who actually are willing to help you if you ask for help, especially with government. So, yeah. Kasi during that time, walang mga katulad natin, walang mga mentorship po. Walang mentorship pa, di ba? Kanya-kanya. Mano-mano lang tayo noon, di ba? Kanya-kanya. Nahiya pa tayong magtanong, di ba? So, yeah. Matanong ko lang sana, Shea, when you started out this business, because I often tell people that the entrepreneurship mentality or entrepreneurial mindset is that, how you discover opportunity is that your irritation leads to your inspiration in doing business. Kaya orice pa kayo, di ba? Rice, di ba? Rice yung original ninyo. Ano ba yung naging irritation mo na naging inspiration to become, to put up this, this the business? What did you come across? What were the experiences that led to you creating the product? What was that brainchild or that explosion in your mind that created it? Orice pa actually came 10 years after I started my entrep journey. So we're doing, we're doing candles, we're doing aromatherapy products, and we're uh, exporting that as an indirect exporter. So for 10 years, I'm focused on uh, B2B. So we're supplying a lot of products in the market that is not branded, that is not known to be our, uh, uh, not known that we are producing that. So it's really more of uh, our customers who are brand owners themselves are the ones uh, raking up the, the brand building process. So 10 years later, we had to supposed to join a California gift show in the U.S. And mm -hmm. uh, at that time, we had some orders from Macy's New York by then. Our um, consultants were asking us to produce products out of virgin coconut oil. But oh. my, my irritation, RJ, you're correct with that question. My irritation is that everybody was doing that. You remember mm. the slums, the ba? Ye the yes, stars? I remember the time. VCO lahat, di ba? VCO. VCO lahat. So everybody was promoting that. So I told myself, if I'm a newbie, you know, entering that that market, you know, promoting that uh, particular raw material, I would be able to gain attention because the, there are a lot of big players already. It's a red ocean. So... And also, there are a lot of, uh, you know, written works about Blue Ocean strategy at the time. So I didn't know it technically. I was looking uh, for other options. So I told my my uh, consultants, yung sa product development, that we're not joining the California Gift Show at the time. Na. Sabi nila, oh. it, it's, a, it's a risk kasi... That's a risk already, at the time. Oh, I'd be stressed also if you told me that, you know? Correct. So <laughs> because we're already shortlisted for the, for, for the program. Because, but... Oh. I, I told myself, if we're only, you know, promoting VCO, we're not going to be able to make it. Also, yes. if we're going to just import, you know, almond oil, grapeseed oil, you know, all of these imported uh, raw materials and that we're just going to do it here, you might as well, you know, the, the all the efforts will go to waste. So 
we started going back to research. The good thing also is that my husband was working with uh, his earliest career was was uh, plant genetics, you know, rice genetics, actually. So I was asking him, can we, you know, can we have something out of uh, rice? I stumbled upon this uh, literature from Japan who was uh, doing sake, you know, the wine, which is out of uh, rice, uh, rice production. So there was just you know parang ano lang yan eh nakalagay lang doon sa by bylines lang of the of the research study that I was reading kasi we went back to research have our own you know parang maliit na laboratory for personal care and I stumbled upon this line that the women workers in the sake factory have fair and smooth skin because of the nutritional value that was the aha moment that was 2 a.m. at that time so hindi na ako nakatulog <laughs> and uh, we started already doing that. Tapos, it was also very surprising because we're a rice-producing country, but no one paid attention to that because the darak or the rice brand is being fed to hogs. So, may, may iba siyang use. Pero kasi with us, we use it for uh, added value kasi you use it for cosmetics, for personal care, so it's uh, more uh, value-adding especially to, to your sources, to your farmers who provide you the raw materials. Hello, listeners, and thanks so much for joining us at the RJ Ladesma podcast. I hope you are enjoying this episode as much as I am. Do you want to know how you can collab with your own brand here on the RJ Ladesma podcast? We use Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. If you have a podcast, sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the code in all caps RJ Ladesma to get full control of how you monetize your show regardless of its size. If you are an advertiser who wants to collaborate with us, head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. What a great story. It becomes very meaningful and relevant now for people to actually purchase from me because it's like saying every time you buy from Oraispa, you're helping uh, you're helping our indigenous farmers improve their uh, life their lifestyle or their livelihood or their or, or their yeah. living. Yes, it's also wow. part of that. That's, that's that's the reason why we also had that CSR award because we up until now we cannot survive if we don't have collaborations and partnerships eh, with communities. So we're not just, you know, uh, amplifying that in the messaging because we're more focused on what the products can do for you, not really on the psychological, uh, you know, uh, part of of uh, buying it. But Class. the because there are components of product palang that we can amplify. Eh. So, yeah, parang wow. we, hit, we, hit, we hit the right spot. Umaga, the, sweet sweet spot. I love that. I love the story. The, the 2 a.m. aha moment. We should all deserve to have that Correct, 2 a.m. Uh, yeah. aha moment. Oh. Now, uh, this is uh, because it is International Women's Month, and that's why I'm so happy to have you here on the show. And I, I love that story which came out earlier on, and that you, what, what inspired you was really you had a difficult pregnancy, and as a result of that one, that eventually led you to creating that product. Same story also for uh, I don't know if you know Ginger Palma Ar Ar Arboleda. Ginger came up with the Taxumo and, and so many other um, uh, startups because she also had a difficult pregnancy, which led to you know one thing led to another. She didn't go back to her original work. She became Correct. an entrepreneur. Can you, if you don't mind, uh, can you help us? You know what? What is what are these qualities about female entrepreneurs that really make them, you know, uh, I guess, superior, innovative, different, 
and that why why more women should get into entrepreneurship? What do they have? Is it a special intuition? Because you know, I, I love working uh, with my wife. I don't know if she loves working with me. You know, she's listening right now. No, si Vanessa. But then, um, <laughs> hi Vanessa. What? what, what <laughs> <laughs> hi, Dr. Vanessa from Shea. What is it about female entrepreneurs? Can you share with us a bit more? What are the characteristics of female entrepreneurs that, that really make them, you know, if they really get into it, they become successful? Well, you know, for me, actually, up until now, I still believe that success is genderless. You know, even if you're a man or a woman, it's still, uh, you know, success and greed and excellence is uh, genderless. But uh, being a woman, kasi, we're trained to be multitaskers. And we're mm -hmm. also, I think, no, that's also one of the things that I observed since last year. Ang women are uh, risk takers talaga, I think, by nature. Siguro we've got that confidence because uh, uh, we, we can, you know, plunge into things right away. And we're also, you know, more detailed in terms of operations. We, can, right. under, we can understand fully uh you don't have to really just focus on one thing because we're trained to oversee a lot of things going on. Parang makinang sabay-sabay umaandar. Oh. So I think that's, that's, a, that's a leveraging factor. But uh, when you are successful, when, you're, when you say that you've made it in your journey, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It's genderless, really. You know, that's the right, effort right. and then the, the goal. Yeah. But I, I have to I have to agree with you when you talk about women be, being very good and detail oriented because that's the benefit I think of, of really working uh, with my wife Vanessa. We saw that during this crisis that it's her ability to look into the details because I'm a very big picture kind of a guy, eh? right? Yeah. And then uh, so sometimes she sees a lot of things which I don't see, which I think is very nice how, how we sort of complement in the business because she gets to see all the little details. Eh? Of course, there's a lot of friction sometimes when you, have, when you work together. Do you work with your spouse, uh, Shea, or does he, does he support you right now, the business? Correct, yes. Oh, uh, many years ago, I've recruited him na. Correct. He was uh, he, he was doing a lot of development work also. He was in environmental science. So his, his graduate school are in environmental policy. So... Sabi ko, kesa sila yung tinutulungan mo, tulungan mo na ako dito. <laughs> so he's uh, actually more in charge of our operations. Baliktad naman kami, RJ. So he's more on the operations side. I'm more on the macro perspective. Also the, you know, the directions where we where we should expand, where to go, marketing. Yun, yun yung trabaho ko. I do a lot of micromanaging uh, before. Pero I understand that because as, as a woman, no? You are expected or, you know, parang oh, siguro it comes second nature to us that uh, we cannot delegate our family, uh, you know, rearing the children. Eh. Kahit we're so very busy, we're really, you know, parang uh, that's the priority. So if you, you'll, you'll really be burnt out. So really, entrepreneurs out there, they have, to, they have to learn how to delegate, how to delegate the work. So not delegate your children to others, but delegate your work so you can have more time for your family. So that's what I, you know, parang big, ano, big, uh, big learning ko all throughout the, the journey. Well, fantastic. I like, I like, yeah. <laughs> it, but it's just very interesting that, you know what I mean? That's, a, that's another thing we have to talk about the next time, you know, husband-wife dynamics, especially uh, when you work together uh, with your spouse when it comes to a business. Um, now, uh, let's, let's talk about another interesting thing that, that's come up. No, I mean, uh, Orispas are becoming uh, an international brand. Tell me, how did you move towards your international expansion? Where, where else can we find you outside of the Philippines? Pala? Where can we find Orispa? 
Well, we are present in 12 other uh, territories outside outside the country. So uh, where we are right now are uh, Dubai. We, ha- we are in Dubai, in Bahrain. We're also first, the first destination was in Singapore in 2014. Ano yon? It's really more of ano, uh, leap of faith. Kasi at that time, when we were doing our branding journey, we're told that if you want to be an Asian brand, so sabi ng consultant tamin, who is also actually is a Singaporean, so sabi niya, and very well known in Asia, sabi niya sa akin, if you are going to, you want to be an Asian brand, you have to wor- remove the word Filipino in your vision because uh, that's going to be uh, you know, more difficult because there are very few, if none, personal care or health and wellness products coming in the Philippines. So what motivated me was that learning or acceptance that you cannot build your brand alone without you know, uh, helping out also a lot of other companies or Filipino brands or homegrown brands are able to make it internationally. That's the, also the uh, that's the seed of you know the advocacy work of yes the Filipino brand can. Your yeah, libro so parang, pa was published published pa during pandemic ah, last year June. And that, that again guys that, that's the book of of Cheryl. Uh, it's called Yes the Filipino Brand. Yeah. She came out with that yeah. one. No? Yeah, she, let's show the book. Ayan. <laughs> she, I also have a copy. Thank you so much Cheryl for the copy of the book Yes the Filipino Brand can. Thank you. Now, too. Sorry, that's my, sorry about my. My son is playing, wants to also become a future podcaster, so lumalapit na sa akin. Eh. Correct. Um, yeah. So you were also involved technically not just in, in not just in brand building, but nation brand building at the same time when you bring the Filipino Correct. name out there. Correct. Is that right? Kasi there's, yes, what I realized kasi, there's no dichotomy eh, to your journey and to the journey of your country. Kasi you will not be able to present it you know, with credibility and also with confidence. If you're coming in from a country who does not uh, put value also in the brand building of their own homegrown brands, it's just a representation Understand. of who we are as a country. You know what? Tama, um, tama. When I was uh, invited at the World Trade Organization's public forum in 2016 in Geneva, that was the moment, RJ, that I asked myself, what is the reason why I'm here? You know, what what is it that I'm uh, bound to, you know, as a message for everyone? Because I'm a small company compared to a lot of multinationals who were able to go there to attend, you know, and uh, to get the attention of WTO at, at the time. And that was the time also that I realized that it's no longer about my own journey, you know, about myself. It's no longer about that. It's no longer about my own company, but more so of my success will be, you know, helping out, albeit uh, small, contribution to the entire you know success of a country that is actually hungry for for attention and success in the global platform Parang ano, no? but it's also very you know it's also very fulfilling you know that yeah, it, it, you're helping a lot a lot of entrepreneurs also it, it's it's your part it's it helps fulfill your why right this is this is why I'm doing this brand. And that, you know, exactly. sometimes when you've got that why that really inspires you beyond just your brand, it gives you that, that sort of extra passion that you need, especially during times like this pandemic, what's your why? Why are you doing Correct. this business? Um, Correct. Now, having said that, no, um, as you expanded to those other countries, you know, I'm sure it was very important that you had to have a strong trademark because, you know, when, when you start become popular outside of this one, outside of the Philippines, you know, and many Filipinos, because they're, they're not so... It's not something that we really take a look at, really, the trademark. We just go, okay, let's just do it. Let's just go out. 
did you did you take a one at to secure one of your trademark before you went abroad and started marketing yes. or rice abroad? Did it, did it, was, yes. it, was it of any help to you? Oh, please tell me about that. Yes, uh, you know, at, at the uh, onset, of course, of the journey, you know, many years ago, decades ago, I had no sophisticated, you know, uh, knowledge of, you know, how to do that and uh, where to get assistance. But I'm also very um, grateful that DTI, specifically DTI Laguna, had programs at uh, that time, you know, for, for MSMEs to register their trademark with IPOFIL. So... So we, we registered and they were telling me, Michelle, because you're the first who were able to provide rice bran in the market before coming out with the products, before offering it to the market, I, we actually had to wait like uh, a year, more than a year before we were able to launch it. But right now, it's so easy. You know, at the height of the pandemic, uh, I think we had five brands that we registered, my kids. Because wow. it's a... Oh, parang project kasi yan. Parang we had these projects among us na they, they actually have their own. Um, so my, my daughters had this uh, E&E, for example, yung uh, under their names na mga baking. So they were selling, you know, uh, during summertime. We registered it. So parang we tried because they launched, Ipofil launched a um, a uh, easy platform where everybody, I, wait, I you know, is the intellectual property office of the Philippines, right? I fulfill. Of the Philippines, yes. Okay. So they can just go to that website, www.ipofill.gov.ph, I think. Oh, nasa ulo ko na eh. Kasi during last year, dami mo nang fill up na IP. Ang dami namin fill up. Tapos, ano, yun nga, we had five, ano, five brands that we registered. Even if hindi pa namin siya, some of those, uh, yun nga, ilo-launch pa lang. So, even the the book, yes, the Filipino brand can. We registered yes. it already. Because oh. the the thing is, so you were mentioning, no, had we able to secure protection before come before going out of the country? The thing is, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs have their vision of you know expanding, of growing big, but it was not mm -hmm. specific, deba. At the start, you don't know where you want to go until that's you know right, some right. probably some opportunities come up. So there are a lot of uh, territories that we did not include in the registration. At, saka, at the start, kasi, we, did know, we did not know that there was Madrid protocol. So, you know, your viewers can just, you know, Google that up and all the information will come up from the internet. So Madrid protocol actually allows you to register your trademark or your brand in different territories, especially in ASEAN. So... Yon, uh, we had interested parties in China, and I went there in Shanghai for a for a for CIIE, yeah, the China, the big show on the importation in in China. So you export there, and there was an interested party, <laughs> and nakita namin may merong ano merong nagregister ng brand namin, and also rice pie in China, somebody registered in rice China. pie in China. Correct. Why we are negotiating with, I know, with uh, with an interested party. So actually, the entire day we had to to uh, process, you know, assistance. So uh, shout out to our uh, Fortune and Narvasa firm, who's also our, who's the one assisting us, and also to uh, EMB, sila director Senen, and also uh, IPO, I fulfill nga. So we had to get help. Uh, while we are, while I was there, uh, negotiating, so we're able to track it, and uh, yeah, okay, naman na. 
<laughs> Pero, were you, were you, that, were you, were you able to recover the name from the Chinese? Were you able to recover that name from the from the Chinese person, the Chinese company that tried to get your uh, your trademark? Parang aniyan eh, may mga compromises. Kasi nauna kami in the in the technical uh, essence of it. Even if someone uh, uh, steal your ano your brand, no, they registered in a country. Meron mga clauses kasi ang uh, intellectual property office. So those who are able to uh, uh, use it, yung declaration of actual use in the market, uh, have points also. And there was this funny story also, RJ, no? when we started uh -oh. franchising, tapos in 2012, we went to the U.S. to have uh, to attend this show where, uh, where we were selling. Tapos sabi ko, the, the agenda actually is to register our trademark in the U.S., in the Uh, U.S. Uh, Patent and Trademarks Office. Tapos, uh, so we went there, we traveled ma malayo kasi it was in Alexandria. <laughs> When we got there, everybody was, uh, everything was already online. So, you know, <laughs> parang nakakatawa yun, pero ano eh, there, those are, you know, memories and learnings uh, along the way. So, um, the messaging actually, or the message I want to get across is that At the start, don't don't be ashamed of your uh, mistakes, of your failures, because even the most successful businesses have their own fair share of uh, blunders along the way. So, yeah. And then, well, can I just ask, what's very important about getting an IP, or and why why do you have to trademark your intellectual property? I mean, for 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 the small businesses right now, maybe they don't realize. Uh, why it's important, but why is it good? Like for me, uh, Mercato, I actually had Director Ruel. Director Ruel Barba, good evening. No? Thanks yes, so much for listening in on the show. Ruel. No, From the intellectual property office. He's actually checking on my IP uh, when I registered Mercato to make sure that it's secure. Uh -huh. Why is it important for you to secure the IP even, even if you're just a, a starting off company? Well, it's your asset. It's your asset. So you have to protect it. It, it it's not uh, whether it's good or bad or how you know how how good it is for your company but it is really your uh, your obligation for your brand building. That's the that's the first step. Eh? You have to secure it. So most especially for for franchising, you cannot franchise a brand that you don't own. So you have to own it. So you, you have to own it legally and that's the best way is that to have the papers that The brand or the trademark is registered under your name, and uh, I I don't know also why a lot of uh, you know uh, micro or small companies will hesitate you know protecting their own uh, brands because it's so accessible right now because they have the platform na nga nag online sila they they actually uh, uh, launch it kaya kami na interest na mag uh, register ng mga brands namin during the height of the pandemic because they launched the platform. At that time, because a lot of scammers are on the ground, you know, stealing. You know, uh, especially stealing during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic, yeah. damn scammers, pala. Yeah, you're right. Correct, you're right. and it's also very affordable, very, uh, very affordable ang rates, no, for securing your your trademark. So yeah, I can talk and talk and talk about the good things about having, uh, or the necessity, not the good things, but the necessity, necessity. of protecting your own trademark. Yeah. Okay, that's good. The necessity of protecting your own trademark. Again, that's www.ipofield.com. Is that right? Uh, ipofield.gov.ph. Director Ipofield. Ruel, sulado ko, ah. Yeah, no. <laughs> thanks so much, Director Ruel. You know what, uh, Chef, we've, got, we've had such an interesting discussion. I didn't realize how much time has passed by, no? 
Uh, and so we're going to start wrapping comments. up our discussion. Yeah, a lot of comments coming in. But then what I want to ask, no, as we start wrapping things up, it's really looking forward as to, you know, the opportunities that are emerging in the new normal. I often tell people that, you know, as an entrepreneur, you don't see things as good or bad. You just see opportunities right. that are emerging out there. And wearing your hat as a franchisor of Orispo or seeing the health and beauty and wellness industry. And number two, wearing your hat as a, the president of the franchise industry. And also number three, as a franchisee yourself, what are you seeing as the emerging opportunities in the new normal? Business opportunities well, uh, in the new normal. Cor correct. In general, you know, on business, well, also, of course, in franchising, we see a lot of good stories, you know, and also of a lot of uh, good opportunities in healthcare, also home augmentation products, also a lot are into uh, services, you know, um, helping, uh, helping out also entrepreneurs service their customers. So parang B2B yan na services. And also, of course, the number one is digitalization. So on general, still the basic, those who are courageous enough to take risk, bold steps to pivot, will survive and will be able to try. So yun lang. I think on life's front, RJ, while we are, you know, stuck at home, especially now with the surge, with, with, the, with the spikes, you know, uh, with the uh, cases coming up, I think we have to make every day count and really uh, make enough memories for us to live on while we are uh, staying staying home. That yes, will that's you know, right. through. <laughs> you, you know, actually, I was saying my wife and I, we, we you know, before the surge happened, we had our uh, a little anniver our anniversary. We celebrated our thirteenth anniversary, and you know, we said we decided also to take the, our pictures with the family. Wearing the face mask and the face shield because you know maybe five, six, ten years down the road we can always look back and say, hey, this was a special right. and interesting time in our lives, and but in, and we tried to make the most out of it. So again, um, Chef, thank you so much for guesting over here on our show. It's been a truly enlightening discussion. I'm sure many entrepreneurs, many female entrepreneurs, also learned a lot from Chef, uh, founder of Orispa, president of the Philippine Franchise Association, and of course, book author. Yes, the Filipino brand can. Where can they buy the book right now, Chef? They they are interested. Yes, I can actually share the link on your on your uh, link at the RJ Ledesma podcast, so they can have they can go directly ordering it. There's an order link for this, and we're Great, actually. Yes, please do. Uh, oh, parang uh, we're also doing like when you buy this uh, new book. They got the, the first book the, about my small entrepreneur's journey that I've written many years ago. Half the price. So, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> and then they can also visit our uh, pages in IG and Facebook, uh, Orispa, and in IG, Orispa PH. And at the same time, we'd like to remind people that kahit maliit pa man yung mga negosyo ninyo, if you got a small business or a growing business, or especially if you're already doing business, Make sure to trademark your intellectual property. Yes. They trademark or I spot their trademarking. First step, take that again. That's www.ipofield.gov.ph. PH. Okay, again, thanks so much to Director Ruel Barber for also helping us make sure that this session comes through. Uh, we're, we are supporting the efforts of the Intellectual Property Office in helping support our entrepreneurs here in the Philippines, especially during the new normal. Again, thank you so much, Chef, for guesting here on the show. This has been the RJ Ledesma podcast. Again, uh, if you know any business personality or entrepreneur that you'd like me to interview here on the podcast, please let me know. Drop me a message. Again, I am praying for all of you that you are stay, please stay safe, 
and free from harm again uh, and when the vaccine comes try to guys uh, my my advice to you at least as far as I'm concerned try to get yourself vaccinated not just for yourself but for the people that you love again my name is RJ Ledesma join me again next week for the next RJ Ledesma podcast thanks so much guys take care The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.